This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. So Simon, welcome to the show and taking on these thorny issues for us. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start with what I think is the more difficult one, the Black Lives Matter. And you mentioned Nike, and Nike obviously has a really long history with all this and taken very strong positions and continues to. So, you know, you see this happening, you know brands have to respond. You call up your brands and what do you say? Like, how how do you do it? How does the conversation go? Well, it's a good question because there are several challenges right now, individually and collectively. And what I mean by collectively is, Brands are still trying to decide, many of them, if they should be purposeful and lead with their purpose outright. And then suddenly they've got big issues like climate, and then on top of that, COVID-19. And then out of nowhere, these very important protests in and around Black Lives Matter. So not only do they need to decide if they're going to be purposeful or not, they need to kind of work out, well, in what order? What's the priority? What do we say? And, right. and how do we say it? Right. And to oversimplify the answer... You know, the business case for why business brands need to be purposeful now is very clear. You know, 10 years ago when I started this work, you had to really convince people, but the data's all there now. Mm. The nut of which is that consumers and employees, especially younger demographics like millennials and Gen Z, want to work for and buy from companies that are doing good, that share their values, that are building a better future. Why? Because they're acutely aware of all these challenges we face. So if we assume a company is going to be purposeful and they define their purpose, then what do you do when you got climate, COVID and BLM, you know, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Well, what you need to do is really stay true to what is your company's unique and authentic purpose. So for example, um, Airbnb, their purpose is to create a world where anyone can belong. Now, that led to all of the different things that they've done around giving free accommodation to Syrian refugees or Mm -hmm. bushfire Mm -hmm. victims in Australia. Mm -hmm. But then suddenly COVID comes along. And what do they do? Well, what do they have on the table? They've got accommodation. They've got homes. And in many cases, what they've done is they've made those homes in partnership with their hosts available to people who are displaced or available to wow. you know, healthcare practitioners during COVID. So it aligns with what is their core discipline. And at the same time, if you then ladder up and go, well, then what about Black Lives Matter? Well, you know, firstly, they had to take care of their employees. They had to take care of their hosts. They had to really think about COVID and whether it's responsible enough to have product, you know, um, apartments and, and, and homes open. But what they then do is then they look at, you know, they do an internal audit of their own company and say, do they have diversity and inclusion? Are they really authentically integrating it? And then they look to partners on the ground who are specialists in this area around diversity and inclusion, who are the true authorities on this topic and work with them. And then thirdly, they make long-term commitments, both to sort of audit themselves and report transparently their progress, but also to go out and support those organizations that are leading the nationwide movement. So the simple version is, you do need to be purposeful rather than not. There's the, the business case is clear today. Mm. And then you need to l- express that purpose in ways that are specific to those issues, Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter or COVID, but mm-hmm. still directly relevant to your brand. If I'm hearing this correctly, because I want to push further on this, sure. is there no situation where you would tell a company, you should not lead with a purpose? Is there, can you think of, is it always a given that this is something you should be doing? Or are there situations, product categories, uh, other kinds of, factors where you would say, listen, you probably don't want to be doing this? You know, it's a good question, but I think the time has passed, you know, beyond which it's a valid question. And what do I mean? Business 
used to really, its responsibility stopped at the edges of business. It wasn't really business's place to talk about culture and, you know, rights and, you know, the things that really shape our lives beyond what products we buy. But now, thanks to the web, social media, and smartphones, we're all acutely aware of these compounding challenges we face. Loss of biodiversity, ocean acidification, ocean plastic, climate crisis, and now mm-hmm. obviously COVID and more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In which case, the jig is up. Business is <laughs> on the hook. And so you've seen above and beyond the Patagonias and the Unilevers of the world, more and more companies respond to the rising expectations of millennials and Gen Z. Now, you might say, oh, there's sometimes you don't have to be purposeful. Well, there's a danger to that. If you aren't clear and articulate about the meaningful role you're playing in people's lives and their future, mm-hmm. then what, one of two things happens. They either assume you don't care because you haven't ah, said anything. Interesting. Or that information vacuum gets filled with misinformation or misunderstanding Ah. Mm -hmm. by your competitors. So, and even this is backed up by research. If you look at Edelman's um, No Brands Land report, which is a report that came out in 2017, it really shows that silence is complicit. And so, you know, you're going to get penalized if you don't say something. And then you might say to me, well, aren't you going to alienate half of your audience? If half Mm. of your audience thinks one way and half thinks another way. You stand on one side of an issue, you're losing half your audience. Right. The truth is every brand now is forced to be clear about what they stand for and they have the choice to deepen the loyalty of those that align with them at the cost of those who don't or to try and play both sides of the fence and then no one believes you. Ah. And that's, that's where it really comes on stuff. position you're taking. I mean, just to push back with what America's saying, I hear what you're saying in silence, sure. but there's some brands that it's not silence. It's just so not relevant. To, I mean, what, maybe well, they're let, not strong brands. Maybe give me an example. Give me an example. Ah, give nice. me an example of a brand, B2B, otherwise, where purpose isn't relevant. Interesting. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard question, right? Because at some level, there's going to be some element of the supply chain or some aspect that's going to have some kind of, I mean, it, right, because businesses don't, don't, they don't exist in some vacuum. That's your point, right, Simon? In some they don't. Senses, right. There's no business that's in the, the truck business, the sneaker business, the car business. None of those businesses are in the business of what they make. Every company, no matter what they make, is in the human being business. And what I mean by that is the most valuable asset they own is the the sweat equity, the intellectual property that walks in the door every day. And every single person who works there wants their life, their job, their efforts to be meaningful. And every single person that buys from them, whether it's a retailer or a customer, if you're B2B, or whether it's a consumer at B2C, they want to make sure that they're buying from someone who's not part of the problem, but is rather part of the solution. And that's growing more and more every day. And one point I would say about this is consumers and citizens and customers have just witnessed the most rapid and transformative mobilization of business that anyone has ever seen in their lifetime, where every single business down their tools, took after their employ- looked after their employees, and more often than not, spun up a total re-engineering of their supply chain, mm-hmm. a retooling mm-hmm. of their manufacturing chain. Restaurants mm-hmm. were giving meals to medical practitioners. Mm-hmm. GM was making ventilators and PPE. Every fashion brand was making masks. <laughs> you can't unsee that. Now that right. we've done that, you can't mm. unsee that expectation. And you know, every day we look in the news and all we see is bad news and all the trouble we're in. And increasingly, everyone is looking to business and saying, am I going to buy from you? I'm only going to buy from you if you're going to help fix these problems. If you're hurting these problems, 
Why would I hurt myself? I'm not. I'm, I'm voting with my dollars. Can we go to a, a different kind of discussion and maybe yeah. talk about some campaigns or tactics? You know, a little bit that have been good that you thought have been really. Are there campaigns here that really exceptional um, and driven maybe bottom line results or or brand right. power? Or yeah. Something? Right. And, and just to build on that before you answer that question, Simon, uh, we, w- we also want you to give us the other side as well. Yeah. Point of decision in the shopping aisle. I'll give you one example of that. There's probably no product category where the products are more the same than soap. And yet a brand like Dove has driven disproportionate market share for a long time because they've led this larger conversation around real beauty because they were objecting to the sexualization and objectification of women in the imagery of the beauty industry and beyond into fashion and so on. And what happens at the shopping aisle is people either consciously know what they're about or unconsciously they just like, they have some sort of sense that they like Mm. the role they're playing in the world. Mm. And they've got a choice between Dove and countless other soaps and they buy it because of what it stands for. And increasingly, people are buying products because of the badge value, what it says about them, ah. what it says about the future they Grand want to Grand identity want. theorist. It <laughs> is. I know. Yes. Simon is my new best friend. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> he, he, he's singing to the choir here, but go on, sir. Yeah, and I'll give you some bad examples. I mean, these are some of them are well known, but... You know, when when you have the VW emissions scandal, where VW went about and said, we're reducing the emissions, carbon emissions of our diesel vehicles, um, and they, you know, doctored the software to fabricate Mm -hmm. the results, you know, now they have class action lawsuits and criminal charges against, you know, the the, the leadership. And I actually gave the keynote at the VW conference in Dusseldorf in 2016, Mm -hmm. when they wanted to take on the number one car maker in the world, Toyota at the time. And clearly what everyone heard at the time was at any cost. And, right. and here we are. But also, you know, Wells Fargo Bank, when they're opening up fake check accounts and so on, because they're all incentivized, employees are incentivized to hit their numbers. Or very public example, when, you know, Kendall Jenner did that partnership with Pepsi, which really did sort of try and co-opt yeah. or hijack the Black Lives Matter movement and got yeah. very public pushback. You know, they're all negative examples where you're either duplicitous, you're deceitful, you're disingenuous. Simon, thank you so much for joining us today. And if our listeners want to know more about you and your work and your book, where can they go? Yeah. I mean, if you'd like to listen to more of the insights that we get to learn through our work. I have a podcast and you just go to leadwithwe.com, leadwithwe.com. Yeah, thank you for being here. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.